What's going on, good people? Welcome to Live by the Three, a Raptors podcast with your boy Curly. Please don't forget to give me a follow on Instagram at Live by the Period Number Three and on Twitter at Live by the Zero Three. If you want to talk hoops, hit me up on either platform and check it out for your daily Raptors content. On February 8th, trade deadline eve, the Raptors back from their seven-game West Coast road trip where they went four and three, a successful road trip at that, to play host to the San Antonio Spurs. The Raptors were still without OG Ananobi, still dealing with that left wrist brain, and the San Antonio Spurs were without some key guys in their lineup. Devin Vassell is still out rehabbing his knee. Robert Langford is out. Trey Jones was also out. And their rookie, Jeremy Sohan, dealing with lower back soreness. Needless to say, the season for the Spurs has not gone the way they would have liked. Greg Popovich jokingly, he suggested that the game be shortened to 36 minutes instead of the 48 because his team can't play a full 48 minutes. And he also suggested that there is a four-point line and a five-point line to make the games much more entertaining, turning it into a circus, quote-unquote, for his witty banter, of course. Unfortunately for Greg Popovich, he had to deal with, I imagine, a confident team despite everyone on the Raptors roster being linked to rumors, but a team that is motivated to continue their winning ways, especially winning the last two games of their road trip, to make it three in a row. And with this being the first of four games on this homestand with some winnable games on their schedule before the All-Star break, it was important that the Raptors get off to a good start and come away with a victory in tonight's game. And they did get off to a hot start being led by Pascal Siakam who scored 18 points in the first quarter. But as the game went on, some of the issues that have plagued the Raptors this season made an appearance once again so let's get the negatives out of the way starting with the turnovers it definitely seemed that the raptors were definitely taking a more relaxed approach this game and i've said on numerous occasions that the raptors aren't in any position to be taking any team for granted especially with the way that this season has gone on But the Raptors had 17 turnovers to the Spurs, 16. Amazingly, the Raptors were able to still lead the points off turnovers category 22 to 18. But it was a lot of careless passes, a lot of forced passes. It definitely seemed like they were really experimenting in the half court. And in my opinion, taking more high risk passes than necessary. I think if the Raptors are gonna make any attempt to have a positive effect or a positive takeaway from this season, they have to take care of the basketball. And it's those little details that really have a huge impact on the game. We've seen the Raptors not take care of those little details, the little things as I've referred to it. Turning over the ball and giving extra possessions to the opposition is not a way you turn a season around. And as for the last negative, it would have to be the defense. Now, the defense at times were very good this game, especially in the second half, but there were still a lot of issues defensively. And it's more of the same in the paint, coming right down the middle of the lane, whenever the Raptors were in screen and roll action or in transition, or a Spurs player was playing off ball, they come right down the middle and they get an opportunity right at the rim. 
Not to mention the poor communication on the backdoor cuts. I don't think there's a team in the league right now that gets killed off the backdoor cuts more so than the Raptors. Maybe they have that stat. It's something that I'm going to look into. But from what I remember watching these guys all season long, the backdoor cuts, for whatever reason, as soon as you get behind the Raptors defense, it all, almost automatically leads to an easy basket. And that, again, coincides with the first point, the communication, taking care of the little things. And like I said, in the second half, you can see that the defensive intensity definitely ramped up. The things that they weren't doing, the communication, the quicker rotations, making the correct reads, all those things were not present consistently during the game but as the Spurs made their push the Raptors definitely buckled down to close out the game and help them secure the game but it's something that the Raptors have struggled with it's something that the Raptors have failed to do consistently during the season and most notably and recently on the West Coast road trip you had a game which was a defensive masterclass against the Sacramento Kings and then while it would be challenging for any team to guard them but you left shooters open in the Golden State Warriors game and that's unfortunately been the trade-off for the Raptors but again the offensive efficiency has gone up so they just need to tighten up a little bit defensively the defense is not the same we are being linked to a couple big men so maybe a conventional lineup will assist the Raptors in that department where having somebody that can protect the rim you can sometimes deal with the bad beats on the perimeter but it's still not something you should hang your hat on you should be solid on the point of attack on, on the perimeter and especially in the paint as well so hopefully the Raptors can make some necessary moves coming up to the trade deadline where we can alleviate some of these issues especially in the middle of the paint now as we look at the positives I want to start off with the rebounding the Raptors out-rebounded the Spurs tonight 51-39. I think it's been a long time where the Raptors have out-rebounded a team by double-digit margins. 42 defensive rebounds and 9 offensive rebounds. The 9 offensive rebounds led to 10 second chance points, so that's not bad. At least they're converting on those opportunities. But what I loved is that they were doing the little things they were boxing out they were hunting down those rebounds they were hustling they looked more energized the way that this team has been built is by community they win and lose by community and it's an all hands on deck mentality now we got great rebounding efforts but from chris boucher and we're going to touch on that later pascal also got 10 rebounds boucher got 10 so this is an encouraging sign. We are seeing that the Raptors, especially lately, have stepped their game up in certain areas. While there has been regression in some areas, they seem to be piecing it all together. But this is a step in the right direction, especially on the defensive glass. You love the effort, you love the energy, and you definitely hope that they can continue to build off it and let it not be a flash in the pan, so to speak. And last but definitely not least, I want to tip my hat off to Pascal Siakam tonight. I don't care if it's against the San Antonio Spurs or the Houston Rockets or whatever terrible team is left in the NBA record-wise. It was great to see Pascal look like Pascal again. It's been a struggle for him as of late. 
over the road trip he definitely looked fatigued he definitely had his moments uh, a quarter here and there but the production that we saw in the early part of the season the mvp caliber numbers and mvp caliber performances have been missing and i truly believe it's due to fatigue a lot of the heavy lifting that pascal did in the early part of the season has definitely affected his game lately but tonight he was unstoppable he was getting into his spots getting into the mid-range he was hunting down those mismatches he was shooting from everywhere he went three for three from three and he almost flirted with a triple double this is what we have seen from pascal in the early part of the season and it looked like he had an all-star locked it looked like he was going to be in the mvp conversation definitely looked like it's going to be all nba that has slowed down a little bit but it's encouraging that he still has that and that's exactly what you want from your best player and i'm not saying that he doesn't have it anymore or he's not a superstar i maintain that he is a superstar he's in a slump and superstar players figure it out and i've been saying that and he figured it out tonight regardless of the competition regardless of nobody on the san antonio spurs could have been able to stop him regardless of yaka portal being in the middle of the lane it did not discourage pascal 37 points 10 rebounds 7 assists 1 steal just an awesome game from pascal and behind pascal's great game the rafters were able to hold off the spurs as they were making the push in the fourth quarter they weathered the runs they closed out the game and they come away with the victory 112 to 98 bringing the win streak to three in a row which isn't a lot but the way that this season has gone on you will take it the Spurs shot 35 for 87 from the field at 40%, 9 for 32 from 3 at 28%, and 19 for 27 from the free throw line at 70%. The Raptors shot 43 for 88, giving them just under 49%, 10 for 28 from 3 at just under 36%, and 16 for 21 from the free throw line at 76%. Like I said, the rebounding battle favored the Raptors 51 to 39. The assist numbers little bit of a discrepancy in favor of the Spurs 24 to 21 there were 11 steals each seven blocks to the Spurs four again like I said the turnovers favored the Raptors unfortunately they had 17 and the Spurs had 16 but the fast break points the transition game was on point for the Raptors 27 to 19 and points in the paint was a wash at 50 and 48 in favor of the Raptors now, let's take a look at our starters tonight. Pascal Siakam, Precious Tachua, Scotty Barnes, Fred Van Vliet, and Gary Trent Jr. We already know the great game that Pascal Siakam had. Flirted with the triple-double, 37-10-7. Great to see him out of a slump. Great to see the Pascal of old. Hopefully, he can continue to build off of this performance. Precious Tachua tonight, solid game from him defensively. Started to step his game up offensively, especially in the fourth quarter. I love that he's figuring things out in the flow of the game and it's not costing the Raptors too many possessions and he's making better decisions with or without the basketball and it's been a great development despite the way this season has gone on. I think it's going to be very tough regardless of what happens at trade deadline regardless of if OG's in the lineup or not. I think it's going to be very challenging for the Raptors to not play him as much as the they have as a starter now i know that definitely changes when this lineup is healthy but 
you look at his play as of late, it's going to be tough to keep him on the bench for anything less than 20 minutes a game. But a solid game from him. 10 points, 7 rebounds, 1 steal, 2 blocks, 4 for 6 shooting from the field, 1 for 2 from 3, and 1 for 2 from the free throw line. Solid game from Precious Achua. Scotty Barnes, a bit of a struggle tonight, but his fingerprints were all over the game. 10 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal, 4 for 10 shooting. 1 for 4 from 3 and 1 for 2 from the free throw line. This was one of those games where he was passive. He was looking to get his teammates involved. And some of his possessions were forced. It's definitely frustrating, especially when you see a game like he had against the Grizzlies and then against, you know, unfortunately lesser competition, quote unquote. He's, un he's unable to take full advantage. But it's been that way for him this season. But over the recent stretch of games, there have been far more positives and negatives. Not a bad game from Scotty, but you definitely want him to be more aggressive offensively. Fred Van Vliet tonight, not a great game offensively. Definitely was not his most efficient, but he was effective defensively. Similar to Scotty, his fingerprints are all over the game. 16 points, 4 assists, 2 rebounds, 3 steals, 1 block, 5 for 16 shooting. From the field one for seven from three but five for five from the free throw line what i love is that despite his sh struggles offensively he's not settling he's trying to get into the paint he's become a better finisher in the paint especially when he put that arm sleeve on i don't know what it is maybe there's superpowers in there but he is definitely a better finisher in the paint now he has a mid-range game going he's almost a three level scorer now and he's finding other ways to impact the game there was a possession where he absolutely clamped up Jakob Portal in the paint and he was not able to establish any kind of post presence with Freddie around and it was just a great defensive effort from Freddie. And Gary Trent Jr., similar to Freddie, not an efficient game offensively, but again, finding ways to be impactful, not just settling for jump shots, but getting into the paint. 15 points, five rebounds, three assists, two steals on six for 16 shooting, two for six from three and one for two from the free throw line. Gary Trent Jr. has definitely struggled with consistency, but you love the effort on trying to round out his game and finding other ways to be impactful. And I definitely feel that that's what the Raptors have been missing, especially from their core guys, is that if they're not clicking offensively, well, what is your value on the court? And I love that every one of them has found a way to be impactful. And it's an encouraging sign. Better late than never. You don't know what's going to happen in the second half of the season, and we don't know what's going to happen. Maybe reinforcements are coming, and some of these problems can be alleviated, like I previously mentioned. But every one of these players continue to grow and i love to see it as for our role players thaddeus young tonight 15 minutes four points three rebounds one assist on two for five shooting and 0 for one from three no attempts from the free throw line not going to be overly critical about thaddeus young he comes in there he does his thing and he does his best to be impactful the unfortunate thing is is that he did accumulate four turnovers tonight in those 50 minutes so you definitely want him to take less riskier passes when he's on the floor chris boucher solid game from him love the effort that he has shown over the last five games it's been absolutely solid 18 points 11 rebounds giving him a double double one assist three steals three blocks six for ten shooting from the field two for four from three and four for five from the free throw line he was all over the place he was playing in control 
he definitely looked like Precious coming off the bench. That's exactly what he looked like. One half of the Bash Bros were definitely in effect coming off the bench. But you love his effort. You love his intensity. You love his aggression. It's something that has been lacking consistently over the course of the season. But you love the stretch of games he's put together as of late. And I don't know how the voting for these awards work. But if Chris Boucher can maintain the same level of play and maintain the same level of intensity, he might be in consideration for six man of the year. But we shall see. And... Juancho Hernan Gomez with four minutes, no points, but two rebounds. Coloco looked decent in his five minutes, caught in a lob pass off of Fred Van Vliet, giving him his only two points, one rebound, and a block. And Malachi Flynn, 10 minutes, one rebound, one assist, no points. It definitely wasn't the most exciting game, but as I said many times, a win is a win, and the Raptors were able to come away with the victory over the San Antonio Spurs. They looked to make it four in a row this coming Friday as they play host to the Utah Jazz and as we know the Jazz have been a surprising team they're going to look slightly different with the trade as the Jazz were part of a three-team deal with the Lakers and Minnesota Timberwolves where the Jazz are getting draft capital along with Westbrook that they expect him to be bought out. The Wolves get Mike Conley, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who was on my Raptors wish list, but possibly be a Raptor in the near future and a second round pick from the Lakers. And the Lakers acquire D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. I know we're talking about the Jazz Raptors, but this trade is definitely going to benefit the Lakers. They definitely have more pieces now. And it's going to be interesting to see how they piece it all together, especially with D'Lo making his return back to LA. And for the Timberwolves, not too sure if that moves the needle. Uh, Mike Conley is a better floor general than D'Lo is, and maybe the move was made for some familiarity with Rudy Gobert. We will see how all that plays out. But shifting our focus back onto the Raptors and Jazz, and based off of last game, I think it's important for the Raptors to Take care of the basketball, take care of the little things, the little details, the boxing out, the better communication, not taking too many risks, minimizing those risks, and stay in front of their shooters. The Raptors got absolutely killed last time they played the Jazz. They gave up around 17 threes. And while they did trade away a couple of their shooters, especially Malik Beasley, who's been a knockdown shooter coming off the bench for them, they still have the likes of Jordan Clarkson there, Louis Markinen, Kelly Olenek. They still have guys that can stretch out the floor, and the Raptors cannot afford to lose track of their shooters. And especially that they are much bigger, the Raptors should have a much easier time staying in front of their shooters. But I definitely feel that if the Raptors maintain the same level of play that they have over the recent stretch of games, they should be able to come away with the victory. And that's it for me. Thank you to all listeners new and old as usual for tuning in. I appreciate every single one of you. We will see what happens on trade deadline day, which is right around the corner. Trade deadline ends at 3 p.m. on February 9th. We will see if there is going to be a roster shakeup to this core or maybe a tweak to the bench here and there but it is clear that the Raptors definitely do need help if they're not able to get a big man if they're not able to maximize the value of a potential core piece I really hope that they can at minimum address the bench depth 
and hopefully set us up not only for this season or for the rest of the season I should say but for next season as well but time will tell what Messiah and Bobby are going to do and we're definitely going to have a trade deadline show a reaction show to what the Raptors may or may not do and definitely taking a look at the other trades happening around the NBA but we will definitely be back much sooner rather than later and if you haven't done so already please subscribe rate and review the podcast it'll mean so much if you take the time to do so and until the next episode which it will be very very soon on top of the double dip today everyone please continue to stay healthy and stay safe good people peace Thanks.